I hope everyone enjoyed the last conversations about prayer. I know I did. As I was putting my thoughts down and researching for our conversation, I learned so much and it strengthens my beliefs in the action of prayer. This is the great outcome when we have these conversations. We learn more and more and our beliefs get stronger and stronger. It brings me so much joy sharing all of this with you and I thank you for listening. As I was doing my study on prayer, I was keeping up with my weekly reading and um, I was in 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 11, uh, chapters 1 through 11. To give you a background on this, this is the story of the end of the reign of the second king of Israel, King David, and the start of the reign of King Solomon, his son. I am not going to go into details on this since this conversation is not about King Solomon's Thomas King. That will be for another conversation, but I do want to focus on chapter 3 because it is about King Solomon's prayer to the Most High. The last conversations we talked about not only how we should be praying to the Father, but we also touched a little on what things to pray about. In this chapter, we will see what King Solomon prayed for and what the Heavenly Father think about his prayer. I believe a good place to start is verse 3. It says that Solomon loved the Heavenly Father and he walked in the statues of David, his earthly father, which are the same statues that were given by his Heavenly Father. I believe this is important to note as we have discussed in past conversations about prayer, the importance of following his commandments if we expect for our prayers to be heard. In verse 5, the Most High appeared to Solomon in a dream and says to Solomon, Ask what I shall give you. Ask what I shall give you. End quote. Solomon's response to this goes from verse 6 through 9 and says, And Solomon said, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O father, you have made your servant king in place of David, my father, although I am but a little child. I do not know how to, how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitude. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this your great people? End quote. I want to note a few things before we move on to the response to the response of the Most High. In his request, King Solomon did not quickly jump into what he wanted. He first acknowledged all the great things that the Most High had done for his father David. As we have mentioned in the last conversations, this is a great principle of prayer. King Solomon then humbled himself by stating that he is a little child and he does not know how to rule over the people of Israel. So, what did he ask for? And drumroll. And from all the things that Solomon could have asked for, he asked for wisdom. But not just any kind of wisdom, but a wisdom to have an understanding mind to govern the nation of Israel and that he may know the difference between good and evil. Now, two tidbits before we move on. 
One is the mention by Solomon of the great number of the multitude of Israel. This fulfills the promise that the Most High gave to Abraham in Genesis chapter 13, verse 16, when he said, I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. End quote. The Heavenly Father kept and keeps his promises. He does not change. The other tidbit is that the Father never wanted his people to have an earthly king. He wanted to be their king, and Israel wanted to be like the rest of the nations and have themselves an earthly king. We can read this in 1 Samuel chapter 8. Now back to the story. I do not know how long it took for the Father to respond, but even a second too long would have made anyone nervous. Can you imagine if the creator of the heavens, earth, and the seas, the creator of, the creator of it all, ask you for anything? What would you ask for? Really, what would you? So I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about that. Okay, got it. I think that if you would have if you would have a poll on what people would ask for, um, they probably would say peace on earth. At least that's what I would think. So I did a quick internet search, but I couldn't find like a legit serious poll. Um, there was one given to believers, but their answers were not world peace. Now you might think that that's rude, but. I think believers have read the scriptures enough to know how the story ends. And I'm going to tell you what I would ask for at the end of our conversation. Here's the Father's response, God's response. It pleased the Father that Solomon had asked this. And the Father said to him, Because you have asked this and you have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, you have asked for yourself for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before you, and none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honors, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you, if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. End quote. Let us break this response down. Hopefully, Solomon was not holding his breath too long while waiting for the response. And thankfully, he received a great response from God. Solomon could have asked for anything, and it made sense for someone to ask for long life and riches. But Solomon did not ask for this. He asked for a discerning mind. It is also interesting how the father mentions that Solomon did not ask for the life of the life his enemies had. That would be to covet, which is a sin. His enemies were also involved in many abominations to include the worshiping of other gods. Gods of wood and stone that had no life and could not speak. Enemies that believed in sacrificing their children. So, why did he ask for this? I do not see where specifically that says why, but... I can discern why. I believe he was 
not only taught that the principles of what is to walk in the ways of our Creator, but he also says that his father David followed the same principles and understood the values of them. Solomon knew that if he did the same as his father, everything would follow suit. Now, I would like to interject this with one thing. I I caught myself in something here. I, I did say about, you know, asking for the life of his enemies. And my understanding of that when I read it was, you know, he wanted to have the things that his enemies had. But I think it could also read that he wanted the life of his enemies, like to take their lives, right? That way his enemies won't disturb, won't bother him. And I'm kind of leaning more to that that's what he meant, right? That he wanted to, um, you know, take his enemies' lives, right? That God said, well, you could have asked for the life of your enemies. In other words, to take their lives, to kill them. And I'm leaning more to that being the proper way of thinking about it. But it still doesn't take away from what I said before that we shouldn't want what our enemies have because that is to covet and, you know, they probably have evil desires, which we shouldn't have. So um, just wanted to add that into it as I catch myself with this. Um, continuing. Solomon did not only become the wisest man that the world would ever know, but was also given honor and riches. He did not fully walk in the ways of the Father by not following his statutes and commandments. Because of this, it appears he did not live a long life. It is not certain how long he lived, as the scriptures do not say, but it appears that he reigned for 40 years, as told by the scripture, and it is the opinion of some that he started his reign around 20 years old, so that will put him dying around 60. So not, not a very long life. It is possible that this could be true, as Solomon stated in verse 7 of chapter 3, that, quote, I am but a little child, end quote. This is probably figuratively, but he would not be saying this if he was in his 30s. At least I don't think so. Final thoughts. Our prayers need to be pleasing to the Father. Let us not ask for what the world will have us to ask for. Let us be like Solomon. Let us ask for wise and discerning minds so we can know the difference between good and evil. The difference between righteousness and lawlessness. Remember that he loves us and wants what is best for us. And if we follow his commandments, he will. we will be showered with blessings. Now, to what I would ask God if I was in the same position as Solomon. I would say I would ask pretty much the same thing, but again, knowing what I know now and reading the story, right? I probably would have not have the discernment or the wisdom to ask what Solomon did, right? So uh, I'm not saying that <laughs> I would have done better than Solomon at all, but uh, this is what I would ask. This is how I, I would pray. I would say, Father, give me not only the understanding to know the difference between righteousness and and lawlessness. But also give me the strength to never go against your instructions and commandments. So not only I will be blessed by you, but also your people will be blessed and in return may you be blessed. And that all honor and glory be given to you so all the people and all the nations know who really is the true king. 
Amen. Now, a few days after writing this, I came across Psalms 119, verse 34. It is very similar to what I would have asked for. To what I, yeah, to what I would have asked for. So I recommend reading it in all of Psalms 119. Yeah, that's the longest chapter in the Bible, so it may have, it probably means that it's very significant. But, um, all right, guys, um, that's the end of, you know, the parts, all three parts. And um, I really hope and pray that, you know, this conversation has brought you blessings, that you enjoyed it, and that has given you the want to um, be in more prayer, um, but not as a sense of, um, you know, tradition or because you f- you feel like you have to, is because you really want to have that relationship with him, that you really understand that he that he loves you, that he wants to listen to you, that he's your he's your Abba, your father, your 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 best friend, that he cares for you, and, he, and you know he wants to like have you in the palm of his hands and watch over you. And we don't need man as a mediator between us and God. You know, we have we have Jesus, we have Christ for those things. And, you know, that's all we need. So I hope you start having those conversations with him as well. All right, guys. Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Until next time.